the topic today is purpose. Hi, it's TJ Luffler coming to you from New York City. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining, especially if this is your first time. I appreciate you and I hope you get nothing but value. Over the last few episodes, we've been talking about a lot of different things that I hope have been resonating with you. Uh, for those of you who have been listening, I know I've had some comments, some texts, some emails. I've had direct messages on Instagram or even phone calls where people have said, hey, you know, that topic on margin when you were talking about burnout, that really helped me figure out the things that I needed to address in my life. It was a blind spot. Another word for blind spot is scotoma, a technical word for it. But long and short is that there is so much in the world we don't know. In fact, it's, it's, it's greater than what we know, right? That's the truth. What we don't know is far greater than what we know. And I think that thought, that idea paralyzes us at times in our life, especially when it comes to this idea of purpose. This idea that seems so abstract, seems like something we just could never figure out. It's something we don't know, but we need to know if we're going to actually get what we want out of life. We need to know if we're going to get that sense of purpose, sense of meaning, sense of direction sense of focus, sense of clarity in our life. And I want to just demystify this idea of purpose. Another word for purpose is reason. And if I asked you, what's the reason you live in the home you do? You could give me two, three, five reasons. Even if it's just the simple reason of, oh, well, I looked online and that was the first thing I found. That's a reason. Well, purpose is reason. And so to the extent that you have a reason for living is to the extent that you have purpose. It's not complicated. Now, here's the thing. Most people are missing good reasons, clear reasons. And the reason they're missing reasons is because they've actually never taken the time to think for themselves about what it is that matters most to them in life. Another word I'm going to use here is how they define, here's the key word, success on their own terms. How do you define success on your own terms? Different question. Does your definition of success include happiness? And do you think that the path you're on is going to bring you happiness? For some of us, we think that we need to actually change the entire circumstance around us to find happiness. For some of us, we think we need to have a bigger bank account. For some of us, we think we need to have a new relationship or no relationship. For some of us, we need to think we, ha we need to have a totally different job to find real happiness. But let me suggest something. Maybe you can consider this for yourself. Maybe you can consider it for your life. If you seek happiness in things, that are external, things that you don't have full control over, 
To what extent do you think that that endeavor is going to be successful? A different way of thinking about this is if you seek happiness in your job, well, then your happiness is contingent upon your job. And so what happens if you lose your job? Because the economy goes away. Because the economy has a significant downturn, 2008. If you seek happiness in a relationship, let's even just call it with your family, a very basic in what society has told many people is a virtuous thing to value your family. It's important to value your family. It's important to honor your mother and father. That's one of the commandments. It is important. But to the extent that you seek happiness in those relationships solely is to the extent that you might risk losing happiness. Because one thing I'm sure of is that everything on this earth, everything on this earth has an end date, an expiry date. People, places, things, they all have expiry dates. So where I want to first bring our attention is not to everything else around us, not to the external. I want to bring our attention internal. What's going on inside you? You see, happiness is more a function of being than doing. We talked about this earlier. You can't do happy. You have to be happy. And so you have to know how to be. And this relates to purpose because purpose is a question not of destiny, but of your identity, being, being and doing. Purpose has two components, being and doing. If we're talking about the reason for living, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the reason for the place that you live anymore. I'm talking about this greater question. Well, there's a strategy for thinking about this, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give this to you right now, these steps, these components, these elements. First, there's being. Then there's doing. First, there's character. Then there's competence. First, there's value, self-worth. Then there's ability, self-efficacy. You see, these things are very separate but both important. The problem is in our identity, the elements that I'm describing to you being a part of our identity, in our identity, many of us, especially us perfectionists, type A personalities driven to achieve, hungry with ambition, many of us have forgotten that there's a being as well as a doing. Many of us have forgotten that our character is, in fact, as important, if not more important, than our competence. Many of us have forgotten what it means to have value and self-worth and not just ability and self-efficacy. You see, these two things are very separate, but both important. And the reason these things are important and the reason these things are equally important, again, maybe character is more important here, but the reason they're important is because you cannot have a clear purpose, focus, 
direction, reason for living, unless you understand that you're a human being first. What does this look like in practice? Well, for a long time, I had lived my life as a human doing, you could say. I had lived my life trying to find my value and worth as a person in what I did and accomplished. And that's only part of success to me. You see, it it left out the other most important part, and that is happiness. And happiness is a function of being. And because I hadn't found, or rather hadn't thought about, again, didn't know what I didn't know, hadn't thought about this fact that who I am is just as important as what I do. And actually, those two things should be connected. Because I hadn't had that eye-opening, aha moment, nobody told me this, they don't teach you this in school, they don't teach you, you know, you should be thinking about what you're uniquely great at and who you are as a person and how those two things align to serve other people. It starts with you, not others. Your direction in life starts with who you are and what you do and what you can offer the world as a package to serve others. It doesn't start with others telling you what to do, telling you where to go. And for many of us, we've been heading in a direction where others have been telling us how to live our life, whether we know it or not. For some of us, we wake up to that fact and then start having a crisis because we realize, wait a second, oh my gosh, I actually don't know if this was the path that I was meant for. What path am I meant for? Is my entire life backwards? Do I need to flip everything upside down? Should I tear down the house and start all over? What am I really looking for in life if it's not this? If I get paid a bunch of money and get promoted and I have a family and I live in a comfortable lifestyle and I'm still not happy, if I'm angry with my situation at work because I feel like there's such discontent in my heart and I don't know how to resolve it and there's difficult people that I work with and nobody has a good answer, everybody I look around and speak with and talk to says, you know what, this is just the way it is, you gotta suck it up. Does that mean I really have to suck it up? Is this really how everybody lives? Sometimes we have this crisis. There's a quarter-life crisis for many. There's a midlife crisis for many. In fact, that midlife crisis, because of our generation and the privilege that we've grown up under, that midlife crisis has really moved up to the quarter-life crisis for a lot of young people today, the 25 to 30-year-olds. And they're really asking this confronting question about not just, not just what they should do next, not just where they should go, but who are they really? Who am I really? What do I really care about? And it's a confronting question because you have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. And many people feel at odds with the decision they want to make because they fear other people's opinions, parents' opinions, is their disappointment, wife or husband, or significant other relationship, their opinion, is that going to derail the practicalities of 
what's necessary in life financially and emotionally and stability wise is this going to derail everything do i do i need to just go travel the world do i need to go start a nonprofit and do something meaningful because ultimately what i'm doing is so selfish right now i'm just fulfilling for my own self and i'm meant to do something more and help the world so maybe i just need to maybe i just need to live off the land and go you know start a shelter somewhere in the far west of of uh you name the country that's struggling and I should just dedicate my life to that. There's nothing wrong with that. But again, you'll find if you're looking for happiness in everything external, then you'll find that it's contingent upon those things externally. What happens if you move to that part of the country, wherever that country is that's in need, and you try and help those people, but they don't give you permission? What happens if you move there and you don't take care of your basic needs? You're not able to meet what you need to meet financially, emotionally, spiritually, physically. Maybe you get sick. Now you can't serve anyone. You see, there's so many things that go into this. And I think this is what, this is what people get paralyzed by. And I want you to know, let's just clean the slate, okay? Your destiny or the direction that you want to go with your life is, is a purpose or reason for going. It is a direction. It is not a destination. Your destiny is a direction. It is a place that you want to aim your future. You want to focus on for your future. And it is not a destination. It is not someplace in the world. It is not someplace in the world in, in a professional sense or in a personal sense. It is a direction with your life. What do you want to start moving towards? Change is natural. Change is going to happen whether you like it or not. It just happens. Your body's changing right now. You're shedding layers of skin. You're going you're gonna to grow and, and you know, as we age, we grow, we deteriorate, we grow in other ways. There's Change is going to happen, whether you like it or not. The economy will change. Your body will change. Your relationships will change. So you're not looking for change per se. What you're looking for is progress. You want to get closer to where you want to be. And the reality is sometimes we, we've been on a path where we're, go, we're going in a direction. Again, that's what we're looking for here, purpose or direction or aim or focus. And we're focused or going in a direction or have a purpose or a reason in doing something. And that reason or purpose is not good enough for us. I got this job to make money. Guess what? I made my money and now I'm not satisfied. Okay, that's fine. Accept it for what it is. Now realize you might have to go backwards to go to the place you want to be. It is not regressing. It is progressing because you're getting closer to where you want to be. Many people will not make that change intentionally. They will not make progress because they're afraid that it, they will be regressing. If I leave this job after I've had this much time and tenure and this reputation, then what does that say about me in the world to other people? Am I a disappointment? Am I a failure? These are real questions we ask ourselves. And if you've considered yourself, quote unquote, successful up until this point, but you find yourself at an inflection point and you're asking yourself, wait, does that mean I have to actually, if I'm going down the wrong path, by the way, maybe it's not the wrong path. Maybe it's a path that was necessary for you to go down, for you to learn, to get experiences in, to build skill sets in, whatever it might be, relationships, so that you can take those and start moving in the direction you're meant to. Now, not everybody needs to change their physical atmosphere and environment when it comes to finding purpose. But I think what will really help is understanding the starting point is looking inside you, understanding that you're being and you have 
capability or things you can do, and I'll make this very clear, your character or your competence. And these two things create the most important part for understanding what you're meant to do with your life. And that is your character shows you what you value and what other people value about you. And I'm talking in the positive sense. If other people value things about you, hopefully that's in the positive sense. Your integrity, your commitment, your enthusiasm, your perseverance, your ability to be a kind and listening ear, your ability to be empathetic, your ability to be trustworthy. These are qualities of your character, who you are as a person. And these things will tell you what you value in other people. Your vibe attracts your tribe. You will value the same values that you ascribe to in yourself. You will value that in other people. They will value you because of your values. And those things comprise and set the foundation for your passions. And your passions are the first thing that you need when it comes to understanding how to direct yourself in life. Reason for living. If you don't have passion in your living, in your life, then maybe you're not living. Maybe you feel like you're just waking up, hitting the snooze button, going back to sleep, waking up, actually getting up this time, drudging through the morning fog in your mind, maybe also physically, and then getting to work, going through the motions day to day. Maybe you're bored, maybe you're challenged, maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're anxious, maybe you're worried. But then you go home and because you haven't made an ounce of time for yourself, you decide, you know what, I need to go to the gym. I need to just pack it in. I need to just, I need to just get my frustration and aggression and anxiety out. And then by the time it's time for dinner, you go to bed. Maybe there was an activity or two involved in there. Maybe there were people you were hanging around. But without passion, without enthusiasm, without joy, what was the purpose of that day? You see, the best part about this is that you can actually create passion and joy and enthusiasm in your life. It's not positive thinking. It's not positive psychology. It's a fundamental truth that you have the choice to believe and see the best in yourself and in the world around you. It exists. Sometimes you just have to look harder than other times. But you have the choice to believe and see the best in the world around you. In your situation, in whatever circumstance that is, you have the choice to believe and see. But it starts with you. It starts with that choice to actually see in yourself, these are the things I value. These are the things I'm going to look for in my day as a result. These are the things that I'm going to be passionate about as a result. And normally the things you're passionate about are actually not necessarily things. They're people. They're people. And they're people you uniquely can empathize with. Now, here's the other caveat about passions. Passion comes from the root word suffering. Passion comes from the root word suffering. And in that, you'll find that passion is more than an interest. 
Passion is more than something you like. Passion is a burning fire and desire at the bottom of your heart. It is something that you are so invested in, so interested in seeing happen in this world. I am so passionate about seeing people wake up to the fact that they were not only made with a purpose, but they can actually live with purpose every single day. I'm so passionate about seeing people fulfill their potential by seeing them see in themselves the possibility, the opportunity to take advantage of this moment right now to fulfill their potential without even changing a thing in their circumstance. They can do that right now by changing their mindset, by changing how they approach their life, their relationships, their work for the joy set before them. I am passionate about people seeing themselves in a new light that allows them to walk in freedom with fulfillment. I am passionate about people who are not awake, who are walking around in their day-to-day, drudging through whatever they call a lifestyle, who are hungry for change hungry to make a difference in the world in the unique way that they know they were made to make a difference. I'm passionate about that. And I'm passionate about it because I lived in a place in my life one time where I was sleepwalking, where I couldn't stand the thought of going through another day, feeling guilty that I had everything I needed. I had an amazing apartment in the most expensive zip code in Manhattan. I had a 12-minute walk to one of the best companies to work for in the entire world. I had more money than I knew what to do with at a very young age. I had the opportunity to rub shoulders with who's who, where's where. I had so much in front of me. I had nothing but green grass to run through. I was, it was just an amazing opportunity and I felt guilty because it didn't make me happy. And if only, and if only somebody had told me TJ, you can change everything in the world, but if you don't change yourself, if you don't change yourself, you're going to be going to sleep at night with that same mindset. You're going to be going to sleep at night fooling yourself that just because you changed the job, just because you left and sought after all these different cool opportunities and had some freedom in your schedule, didn't have a boss looking over you, telling you what to do, didn't have this sort of fear around you. If you don't change you, then you're just going to be fooling yourself. And then sure enough, guess what happened? I fooled myself. Because I lasted. I was a lot happier. The word was relieved. I was relieved when I left that job. Willingly, I was relieved. I said, you know what? This is going to be a great opportunity, opportunity for me to figure out what I'm really meant to do with my life. And I thought it meant more doing. But what it really meant was being still to understand what was really going on inside. What was really going on inside was the fact that I just wasn't happy with myself. I didn't have self-respect, high self-worth. I was still trying to rely on my competency for my reason for existence. And you will find that you might find some success when you do that, but you won't find full happiness, fullness. 
you won't find a truly joyful, peaceful life. If you want to have happiness in life, if you want to be happy with your life, you must first be happy with yourself. And you cannot live for someone else. Your parents, your friends, co-workers, society. At the end of the day, you cannot lie to yourself. You'll put your head on that pillow. And if you did not have passion in your life, stemming from the character of who you are as a person, not just what you do. I'm talking about who you are when you show up in a room. What do you offer the room? Many people have chosen to believe the lie. They don't offer a thing when they step into a room. Oh, well, I'm an introvert. Your presence is the present. You need to understand what you offer in your presence, the character and qualities of who you are, what you're passionate about based on what you value in this world, the people that you can empathize with based on the problems that you've had to overcome, the suffering potentially that you've gone through in your life. I have felt deep suffering in my life from the pressure of privilege. Now, the problem with that is that unless you overcome it, you will not live to your fullest potential and you will not make an impact on the people you're meant to make an impact on. Yeah, it's a first world problem. I didn't choose to live in this first world. I just chose to make the most of the life I was given. People who live in the third world, so to speak, which is just a language jargon term for they live differently. They didn't choose to live or be born there but they're making the most of their life or not. I was born with the fortunate circumstances of as an adopted child being given to two loving parents with a loving older sister. I was born in that fortunate circumstance. You know how many opportunities there were for me at the time being born by such a young, my birth mother was very young, being born by a young woman in high school you know how many opportunities there are for my life to look very different? I'm sure the same is for you, whether you know it or not. But hear me out. Consider this, because this is true. You have the choice in what you do with your life. That includes doing less and actually considering who you are as a person first. So to the extent that you understand that there are other people in the world that you're passionate about that have similar values as you, that you can help because you've overcome something that allows you unique insight to deliver some sort of solution for them, well, now you have a reason for living. Add to it the fact that you have, back to doing, add to it the fact that you have gifts, talents that you were given, natural talents. Add to it the fact that you can use your gifts to help people that you're passionate about. Now you've got a reason for living. Now you've got a reason for living. Your purpose doesn't have to be grand, but it has to be clear. Your purpose has to be so evident to you that it allows you to make decisions. Somebody earlier asked me today if I enjoyed my time at Goldman. They said, "Did you? I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to intern and." 
and did you enjoy your time? And what they were really trying to figure out is, is this a good decision for me? And what I told them was, you really have to ask yourself, what's my reason for going? And if you're in a job currently, I want you to ask yourself, what is your reason for being in this job currently? As we grow, those reasons might change. That's okay. When you're 16, it's very different than when you're 23. When you're 23, it's very different than when you're 26. And the same is true to 30 and to 50. That's okay. But the more clear the reason that you have or purpose for that job or direction for your life, the better the outcome, the results. When you know very clearly you're in your job to get paid, well, then guess what? You shouldn't be looking for something greater than getting paid out of your job because the reason you're there is to get paid. So make money. That's okay. Do that. But don't try and get more out of that job than what you're really there for. If the reason you're in a relationship with somebody is because they bring you a lot of peace and joy, is because they make you laugh, well, then don't try and make them your business partner. Because if that's not the, the purpose of that relationship, if that's not what they offer, if that's not who they are as a person, well, then you're not going to find satisfaction in that. And by the way, that's not the reason for the relationship in the first place. When you can understand not just who you are, but what you offer, and you can align those two things, when you can be clear about what it is that you're trying to seek out and the reason for seeking that out, and you can dedicate that to serving others, you know you're going to find more satisfaction in life because you've started with the right foundation. You started with understanding who you are, with being happy with that, accepting all the imperfections that come with that, accepting the fact that you might not be Michael Jordan, but guess what? You have a gift in drawing. Accepting the fact that you might not be that person who's up on stage talking with thousands, millions of people, but you might be that person who's influencing that person on stage, and that's what you offer the world. And you own that and you love that. And that's who you are. When you can accept fully who you are and what you offer, what you do, and direct that towards people around you, people that you uniquely relate with because of things that you've had to overcome and push through, you're going to find purpose in whatever you do. You're going to find a reason to exist. So earlier I mentioned that it's not an external thing. Happiness is not an external thing. But what I, what I will say is that purpose is. Purpose is. To have purpose is to have a directed effort and focus and direction towards serving other people. We're, we're not meant to live for ourselves. And we know this because we, the greatest joy that we have, the greatest wealth we can have is serving others, is found in, in, in the act of service, in giving. In giving, the gift is truly with the person that gives. When you go offer your time and energy to serve at, example everyone knows is a soup kitchen, but maybe you go run with people who are trying to get back on their feet. Maybe you serve a friend by dedicating time, effort, energy towards being with them. 
That is fulfilling. You're helping other people. And so in that process of helping other people, you're finding more purpose in your life. They need you. They value you. And that's how you're going to find opportunity to fulfill your potential. And that potential is your life. The definition of life is potential. When things die, they lose potential. That plant in your garden dies. It can no longer grow. It has lost potential to bear fruit. If you do not use what you have, if you do not use the gifts you have, if you do not use the right arm you have, if you do not use the life you have, you lose the potential. It will die. But the good news is you're still alive and you have choice in how you decide to live your life. So I want you to use this. I want you to go out and I want you to live your life today. I want you to live your life today. You can have purpose in your life right now. I want you to create a brief purpose statement. It's very simple. It needs to be brief. It needs to be positive. It needs to include being and doing. And it needs to include yourself and others. Brief and positive, being and doing, yourself and others. You know, if your purpose is simply, I'm here to fulfill the potential of the people's lives that I interact with by serving my one creator who loved me and gave me this life that I didn't ask for by maximizing the gifts that I was given, then that's your purpose. But if you say my purpose will be fulfilled at the end of my life, well, then you're living every day for the end of your life that you're not sure when it's coming. And so I want you to think about how that purpose can be applied right now, no matter where you are, no matter what the circumstance. If you're a salesperson, your purpose might be to be a salesperson in this time in your life. But I want to talk about the greater purpose of what the act of you enabling your gifts as a salesperson offers the world? Are you able to connect with people in a unique way where you show them something about themselves in those conversations that you have because you're in front of people more often than other people who have jobs behind desks and computers? Are you able to to engage people, make them feel good about themselves in a way that's positive and uplifting and encouraging? Is your job really about selling a product or is it about offering a relationship to somebody? And In the process of doing business, empowering them, encouraging them, and helping them do their job better. How does that purpose that you have for your life inform your job? Not how does your job inform your purpose? You don't need to change your job to find purpose in your life. You just need to know who you are and how you want to choose to live your life. So, again, brief and positive right now. I want you to just, I'm going to. End this episode, and I want you to just write this statement down. Brief and positive, needs to include being and doing, needs to include you and others. You know, why are you here on this earth? It doesn't need to be perfect. Perfection is the enemy of progress. It just needs to be that first step. It just needs to be that first step. We are made to be excellent, not perfect. We are made to be excellent, not perfect. Nobody is made to be perfect. We are not perfect. Human beings have flaws. It's okay to just get it started. And then you start scratching out words. You know what? That's not right. I want you to think about the problems that you've overcome, the people that you uniquely empathize with, the gifts that you were given. A lot of people ask me, what are the gifts that I have? Well, you have three to five gifts, probably in the range. 
a three to five. And, and guess what? People are going to tell you that you're great at those things without you ever saying a word. Without you ever saying a word. Maybe you were, maybe you were in second grade and you drew an amazing picture of a train. I had a friend at school I was growing up and he grew, he, I remember this art project. He drew this amazing picture of a train. And it was at the end of this, at this 30 minutes that I looked over. I was so focused on my own paper and I had, you know, paint and all this other stuff around. And who knows what my picture looked out to be, turned out to be like, I think I started with a train and ended up with a a forest or something. But I looked over to his paper and I saw this immaculate train with the smoke coming out in detail, different shades. And the man had one pencil, second grade. And I remember asking, I said, Master, how did you do that? He said, I don't know. I said, that's a gift. I can't do that. You have those things in your life. You have the ability to draw that train with that detail, whatever that looks like for you. But you have to go back in your past to understand what those things might have been, how people spoke into your life and said, man, you're really great at that. Accolades are one example. They give you awards for things you're great at. Compliments are another example. People would come up to you and say, hey, you know, you really really did a great job speaking of that. I really felt touched or, wow, I never knew you could do that. Just because somebody didn't know you could do something doesn't mean that's, that's, uh, that's like a fluke incident and that's not your gift. How about many people have gifts, they never knew that those gifts existed or they just chose to keep them in their closet and not show them to anybody because they were afraid if they took them out, what might happen? They were afraid of the power of their own greatness. How about most people aren't afraid of failure, they're, they're afraid of success. Because when you start using your greatness, when you start owning it and actually maximizing that potential, the greatness that you have is potential in your life. When you start maximizing that, you're actually going to start to see that it's going to make other people feel a little bit uncomfortable because there is so much power coming from you. And that's the gift that God's given you because he's in you. So I want you to just take a second. Think about those gifts. Think about about the passions. Think about your value as a person, who you are, what you offer the world the character, and the competence. I want you to think about that. And as you shape and fine-tune your identity, you're going to be able to understand how you can construct a strategic next step for your destiny. What that means is direction. Remember, it's not a destination. You know, we're not looking for something that at the end of your life, this happened. No, we're looking for right now because the only thing you're promised is right now. The only thing you're promised right here while you're alive is this right now moment. And so there is an opportunity right now for you to understand how you can change the way you see yourself and choose what you do when you live your life. I hope this episode empowered you. I hope that you got a ton of not just information, but wisdom and insight for your life. And if it did, I hope that you're going to share it with somebody. If you haven't left a review on this, on this podcast and you're getting a ton of value, I would greatly appreciate it if you do, because as we try and expand and grow this community, to the extent we have reviews and, and to the extent that people are listening, right? if you share with friends, we're able to get on new platforms and reach more people. So I would, I would be greatly appreciative if you take that extra minute. If you do get value out of this episode or any of the episodes on here, I would appreciate it if you take an extra minute to do that. Guys, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, at TJ Loeffler, T-J-L-O-E-F-F-L-E-R. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening.